This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 38 of the Animaniacast. Something pinky. Oh, that fits. <laughs> no. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural gags and references that we can come up with. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts, Nathan. Thirsty, drink Naderade. <laughs> and, and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello. I don't want any Naderade, by the way. Oh. I'm sorry. This stuff is disgusting. I'll go. I don't know where you get... What, what, <laughs> stop drinking it, Nathan. It's delicious. No, stop. Okay, so anyway, today we are seeing a, a very magical episode. Mm-hmm. I felt like going to the Renaissance Festival after seeing today's episode. Uh, today's episode is called Spellbound, and it is Pinky and the Brains' uh, first and, uh, I guess, only uh, standalone episode in the, yeah. in the run of Animaniacs. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, in a, in a few words, uh, what would you say about today's episode? Uh, Nathan, it was very funny. <laughs> and <laughs> Kelly, what about you? It was Pinky and the Brain centric. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot, lots of uh, you know, in, in some ways, some people kind of theorize that this was sort of a pilot uh, for the uh, their spinoff. Mm-hmm. That would be obviously Pinky and the Brain every. A uh, single episode would be, you know, for 20 minutes each. I don't know. Maybe. I guess it could be. Yeah, for, I could see them kind of doing that. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, Nathan, yes. when did this episode first premiere? Uh, yes. Uh, this episode premiered on Wednesday, November 10th of 1993, which was just uh, one day after Cinderella debuted on Broadway. And uh, that was... The, went for 14 performances, I guess. I don't know. It didn't go for very long. <laughs> I wonder if that was the Rodgers and Hammerstein. Or yeah, I believe so. And then Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat reopened on Broadway this day. And uh-huh. that went um, for 223 performances. So I think both of those were reopens. Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. I think about it. Because, yeah, the Cinderella musical, the Rodgers and Hammerstein one, I remember seeing, oh, gosh, an, an old television special of it. With uh, f- that was recorded in the 1960s. Yeah, I know that it was say. on. It was in London for a while, but I wasn't. Uh-huh. I couldn't find any before Broadway. But it either reopened on Broadway or initially opened there. there I don't you know. Go. All right, you decide. Well, there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you decide and just go with that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get right over to Spellbound. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain. You are listening to the Animani cast. So, 
Spellbound was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Rusty Mills and Dave Marshall. Hmm. Well, today's episode is uh, has full of different uh, references, uh, cultural references to many different celebrities of of note and uh, some not yeah. of note. It's kind of jammed in there. It seems <laughs> they like. are. They found a very uh, clever way to do it, which is to put them into. Uh, different magical incantations mm-hmm. that uh, uh, both the brain and Merlin uh, go through. Uh, well, the year is 1194 when this play, or when this play, now you got me going off on plays here, Nathan, with, <laughs> with Cinderella. But when this uh, episode setting is in 1194 in England, I believe. So it's approximately 800 years before this uh, episode actually premiered. Um, Nathan. Why don't you give us a a brief synopsis? What happens in this episode right here? So, Pinky and the Brain are in medieval times, as you were saying. Uh, We find ourselves in Merlin's uh, potion lab, I guess. And Brain decides he wants to take over the world, I guess? (laughs) I didn't didn't really follow the... the, (laughs) But anyways, he decides he's going to use a spell, the take over the world spell. And he has all the ingredients (laughs) except for one. Which is the red dragon's toenail? Yes. So they uh, do a nice uh, journey, like three the Lord of the Rings, and find their way all the way to the dragon. Take the toenail, but the dragon wakes up, and they have to run away from the dragon. Dragon's still hunting them while they're making the potion. And this whole time, Pinky's been playing his lute, which is hilarious, but it keeps making Brain go crazy, and that's yes. indie- that ends up being his downfall, which. Yeah, it you know the brain can only take it so so much before mm-hmm. it just uh, all comes down on him. Yep, and then he's just a giant cheesehead. I guess. <laughs> yep, big he's... Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, exactly, he's ready to go <laughs> to Green Bay, <laughs> um, and that's how it ends. So okay, well, let's go over real quick before we go through our different the different moments in this that we that we liked. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the the different celebrities that it mentions. And um, uh, if you guys have any memories about any of these sort of celebrities, you know, Hey, let me know what you, what you guys remember about them or if anything at all. Okay. I'll tell you what I don't remember. Okay. About. So that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first incantation that Merlin talks about, it goes like this. Sunny Tufts, Sunny Bono, Norna Luft, Yoko Ono. Paula Abdul, Chippendale, Hillary Clinton, Quentin McHale. Sonny Tufts. Now that was I. I had no idea what who or what Sonny Tufts was. Yeah, it almost sounded like toilet paper. To, it sounded like toilet paper to me. I mean, like, oh, let's just buy a roll of Sonny Tufts and mm-hmm. come down. <laughs> but no, Sonny Tufts was an actor back in the 1940s and 50s. Uh, according to some, uh, I guess he was, his name itself was kind of a joke in a way. Mm. So he does have a silly kind of name, but, uh, he's, he was in some musicals. Uh, I think he was in, oh gosh, one of the, one of the Marilyn Monroe films. I want to say, uh, seven year itch, perhaps something like that. But anyway, hmm. um, so that's Sonny Tufts. Uh, Sonny Bono. Uh, was Cher, of course. Yes, who, of course, was married to Cher for some time and was later the mayor of Palm Springs. And uh, I think he... I, Kelly, didn't Sonny Bono eventually become like a... 
a member of the House of Representatives and, and things? I think he did. He, that that does sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, he he also appeared on the Golden Girls. Oh, there you go. <laughs> huh? You you weren't big in the eighties or nineties unless you eventually made it onto the Golden Girls. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Lorna Luft is uh, one of the daughters of. Uh, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting her name. Uh, I didn't I didn't recognize his uh, name at all. Okay, Lorna Luft was a Broadway or is a Broadway singer. I'm sure she's hopefully still working and everything. But uh, the dot I want to say Jude Jude. Judy Garland. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Judy Garland. I was trying to say Dorothy, you know, the, the, the <laughs> Judy Dorothy. Garland. The Dorothy woman. <laughs> Judy Garland. Yes. Uh, so Lauren left, you know, followed in her mother's footsteps of uh, singing and uh, dancing, things like that. Many different shows to her credit. Yoko Ono. Uh, you know, you can be my Yoko Ono and Nathan. Yeah. I just went. <laughs> I know that from uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. <laughs> Yoko Ono is uh, the. Uh, Former wife, wife of, mm-hmm. uh, of course, John Lennon, uh, Beatles. So many people blame Yoko for breaking up the Beatles. However, you know, you can. Some people say that. Some people don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to weigh into familiar. this at all. I don't want to get into this huge controversy. <laughs> yes. I don't want to, you know, uh, divide okay. my Twitter fans. Okay. Now, Nathan, <laughs> straight up. Now, yeah. tell me, do you know who Paula Abdul is? Um, wasn't she like a cook? Isn't she a, a chef person? No, Paula. <laughs> now, did you get, I even tried to give you a little reference to the, to her song right there. I said, straight up, now tell me. Oh, straight up, now tell me. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Anyway, Paula Abdul is I a, a <laughs> yeah, I, I snuck it in. Pretty clever. Uh, now, Paula Abdul, a singer, a former a judge on American Idol. That's it. And then she went kind of crazy with all the medications that she takes mm-hmm. <laughs> so i remember she's crazy now is all i remember. yeah now she's just known for being crazy uh chip and dale are dancers i believe um wait oh, the rescue no. rangers no they're rescue what? rangers i'm sorry <laughs> wrong chip and dale mm-hmm. sorry let me check that off my notes here okay chip and dale <laughs> <laughs> oh you know we watch the rescue rangers yeah. right nathan chip mm-hmm. and dale kelly you a fan of rescue rangers at all as a kid of course. Yes. The rescuers down under. No, that's a different different mice, different rodents. Are they? Is that's that not a Mark spinoff? Bernard and Bianca. Yes. Is it? I just assumed it was a spinoff of that movie. <laughs> no, the rescuers came. Okay, let's let's go over the timeline for Nathan. Okay, good. It's uh, it's Bernard and Bianca. Mm-hmm. The rescuers. The, the rescuers came out in sometime in the seventies. I want to mm-hmm. say, or maybe early eighties, but I think pretty sure it was the seventies, and then. I think the rescuers now the rescue rangers came out before the rescuers down under. I want to okay. say I still think it's a spin-off. Totally uh, separate. I think they're like, look, rodents saving like kids and things. Yeah. Let's do a, a spin-off and make a TV show out of. You know, not to mention it, there might be some connection right there. It is both Disney, so it's not. <laughs> well, I remember when I met Tress McNeil um, way back, way back when uh, I did ask her. Do you do gadgets voice? Mm. <laughs> and uh, and Babs Bunny, of course, and, and they were like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> if you listen to Babs Bunny and Gadgets Voice, they're basically identical. So oh, well. that wasn't a very hard jump for me to make. <laughs> anyway, Hillary Clinton. Never heard of her. I don't know mm. what that is. <laughs> uh, Quentin McHale. Uh, Quentin McHale was a character on McHale's Navy. Old 
show from the 1960s and I believe a movie starring, I think it was a movie starring uh, Steve Martin, I believe. I wish I were a windowsill so I could be a, a... An imbecile? Oh, it's Bodkin's good run, Lane! <laughs> no. Now be quiet, Pinky. Merlin is about to unlock the secrets of the universe. I win, you win, Edwin Newman, Lee of Caffey, Regis Philbin. So then Merlin says something to the effect of, I win, you win, Edwin Newman, and then Lee of Caffey, Regis Philbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edwin Newman, a uh, newscaster, he actually lived quite a long time. He lived up into his 90s. He just passed away about, uh, I think, in 2010. And Lee of Caffey... And Regis Philbin, Regis Philbin, and Kathy Lee Gifford mm-hmm. uh, both hosted uh, live with uh, Regis and Kathy, or Kathy Lee and Regis, or whatever Some, it was. Something I like think that. it was Regis and Kathy live, whatever. It's it's uh, hosted by uh, what's her face now, you know exactly. You know what's her face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that so those are our first little celebrity, you know, mix up. Uh, or mashup, I should say. No! I've created a nice pie. Ooh, blueberry. Zork. That was great, huh, Brain? A pathetic waste of magic. I would never squander such mystical powers on mere pastry. Point. But what if you were eating dinner and forgot dessert? Maybe then. And of course, the, the big incantation that's mentioned quite often is... Merlin's magic wand will protect us. Behold! Charlie Sheen, Ben Vereen, shrink to the size of a lima bean. Charlie Sheen is is known quite well in pop culture still to this day. As kind of a crazy guy. As, again, another crazy person. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people that are known today are because, like, oh, I remember them. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a sad thing. Well, he was in... He was in Disney's Three Musketeers. He was. That's right. That's a Which good thing is he was to in. be released uh, this week. On oh, what? that's that's oh, he back in 1993. Yeah, it was. Nathan's be... oh. <laughs> speaking from the point of view of 1993. I, Are we not in I, 1993 I right now? I got excited. I was like, "Oh, is it coming Three Musketeers comes yeah. out. We're the, all counting the days. The, the countdown is on. <laughs> um, but Ben Vereen, Ben Vereen is a, a dancer. Um, any memories of Ben Vereen at all? I don't even know who this. Yes. What's your memory of Ben Vereen, Kelly? Well, I I remember him playing um, the uncle in Webster. Oh. With the little little boy Emmanuel Lewis, and um, which. Is, probably showing my age a little bit but um <laughs> i uh, uh and then I also he was in a, a little kids tv show that i watched far later in life than i should have yep. but um it was called zubily zoo yes <laughs> nathan here check a picture of zubily oh, i'm looking zoo. at him right now do you remember zubily zoo <laughs> no this doesn't look familiar zubily zoo Zoobly zoo, magic and fun looks scary waiting for you just looking at the pictures looks it was I liked I liked um uh the little kangaroo chick and um hang on I'm checking out IMDb was, on Zoobly Zoo. <laughs> she was pink. I can't remember her name, but um 
And then the the Van the Van Gogh character. Let's see. There was there was Mayor Ben was played. Uh, ben Vereen played Mayor Ben, who was a lion. No, that wasn't the lion. Was he a lion? No, he was like a monkey or something. And no, I, he was some he was some kind of cat. I oh thought. yeah, he was like a cheetah. That's what. Yeah, I'm looking at his face right yeah. now. Okay. In the let's see, there was Lookout Bear and Wazat Wazat Kangaroo. Wazat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she would do that a lot too. She'd go, "What's that?" <laughs> there is Bravo Fox, Takatoo Cockatoo, Van Gogh, Van Gogh Lion, and Bill D. Beaver. It's amazing when you say those character names, like how easily I can pull up the memory of what they look like. Yeah, and it's amazing how I, you know, some shows you just kind of forget about, but I guess that one—it was so unusual, it kind of stuck in my head, and I. I watched it well into elementary school. Yeah, this, this it was only had one season. It had sixty six epi- or no sixty two episodes, I think. <laughs> but it was only one season, and I think it was only on in nineteen. It, the only time they actually recorded a season was in nineteen eighty six. So hmm. we weren't too old, Kelly. I mean, it was that was that's early elementary school. Sure. Yeah, we were good. We're, we're perfectly acceptable for us to watch Ben Vereen. I wasn't born yet. No, All right. We weren't. <laughs> so rub it in, Nathan. Okay. So anyway, there's also a Dean Martin harp that the that the, the Warners are mm-hmm. later. They, you know, who has cameos in this? We have Rita and Runt have a cameo. Yeah. Uh, the Good Feathers have mm-hmm. a cameo. It's like some sort of dwarves or medieval people. Yeah. Beat it, you mouse. You're ruining my cameo. Your cameo? Hey, what about our cameo, huh? Ah, quit your whining over there. Hey, who are you telling to quit whining? She's talking to you. I ain't whining. Yeah, yeah, now quit it. I'm not whining. You're whining. Are we getting paid? This is Slappy. Uh, Slappy is Red Riding Hood. And then, uh, of course, the Warners were there. The Warners, and then Ralph as the as a as giant. A giant. Mm-hmm. So they're like Jack and everything. So they're running down the the beanstalk with a Dean Martin harp, which uh, of, and he's singing, uh, kind of a variation of the of the song. Everybody loves somebody sometime. Or mm-hmm. Of course, that really reminded me a lot of the original Mickey and the Beanstalk uh, growing up and watching that a lot. Do you ever see that cartoon, Kelly, with Mickey and the Beanstalk? Yeah, that was the one with the the harp was alive and had a face and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's multiple versions of that cartoon. There's like one where there's uh, different narrators basically doing it. I think it was Mm -hmm. originally in Fun and Fancy Free. And the narrator was uh, Edgar Bergen. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Edgar Bergen or Edgar Burden. Anyway, it was Charlie McCarthy, Edgar Bergen, and uh, uh, ooh, the, the, the Mortimer Snurd. Was he yes. the dummy? 
Yes. Okay. They're all the, well, two of, who, two out of the three of those people are dummies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they were doing the narration originally in that. And then, of course, Fun and Fancy Free was later just called Mickey and the Beanstalk. And mm-hmm. I like Doc, Dr. Ludwig, Ludwig, Ludwig von Drake yes. <laughs> was the narrator. And both are, you know, both narrators are, are funny. So it's, you know. Yeah, it's, bo- it's, it's worth seeing in both versions. Yeah. Suppose, good so. stuff there. There's a, other cartoon references or cameos. Uh, there's Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes yes. and Hansel and Gretel. Uh, those characters, well, Witch Hazel was in numerous Looney Tunes cartoons, uh, mm-hmm. but Hansel and Gretel uh, uh, were in a cartoon called Bewitched Bunny uh, back in the 1950s, which is a, they look very creepy in this cartoon with these weird big pupils that are just colored in. But yeah, I thought, <laughs> but, but that's, I was rewatching the original cartoon this afternoon and yeah, they were pretty much on model. They just kind of look weird and creepy looking. Oh, you're Hansel. We are playing with little filthy mice. Oh, filthy mice. And the last reference that I could see, cultural reference to something else, was uh, talking about Jennifer Flowers. The take over the world spell, Pinky. Here goes. Mystical powers. Jennifer Flowers. You have any idea who Jennifer Flowers is, no. Nathan? You're probably good for that then. So, no, Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Flowers was, uh, or in the early 90s, was one of the people that accused Bill Clinton of sexual improprieties hmm. and various things like that. So, yeah, except she had audio tapes and stuff like that. So so, so sort of an odd reference for a children's cartoon. Most assuredly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know who it is. So it is well, I, it was kind of hard to escape uh, Bill Clinton's scandals, um, I suppose, uh, back in the day. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, he's president, so, yeah. I mean, it's just like, nowadays, there's certain people that you can't avoid on the television. Exactly. So, I think I think most kids, if they heard the name Jennifer Flowers, if they didn't know, if they didn't know exactly who it was, they would have at least heard the name probably uh, being discussed at some point. So, yeah, that is a very odd reference for them to sneak into <laughs> for this one. I win! I were a windowsill so I could be a, a, an imbecile. Oh, it's Bodkins. Good run, Lane. <laughs> no. There's certain things in here, like uh, there's a box office receipts for Ishtar, from Ishtar, I should say. Uh. The movie Ishtar starred Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman, and it was a notorious flop. So that, Ooh, that, the- jar- yes, go ahead, Kelly. Oh, the funny thing about Ishtar is I like I never even heard of the movie um, until I, I saw it on video box cover in the video review song of Animaniacs. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, what is that movie? And then I heard about it at some a later point because I don't think they refer to it by name in the um, – they, they refer to clunkers like the Baber, like Presidio, but mm-hmm. they don't refer to Ishtar. But um, I heard about it later and I, I – I referenced back to this episode. I was like, "Oh, okay." So it was a really, really bad movie. Yeah. The, well, at least it was a flop. I've seen some parts of Ishtar, and I remember liking 
the little bits that I saw, but it wasn't the most exciting movie in the world. They were trying to go for a kind of Bob Hope, Bing Crosby kind of movie where it's two guys in the desert and they're two entertainers. Hmm. Uh, So very similar to some of those Bob Hope, Bing Crosby films. Uh, But yeah, it it flopped. It was up until probably Ishtar was like a big joke, like, oh, a flop like Ishtar, blah, blah, blah. Up until probably Waterworld, Waterworld, yeah, yeah, like then, then Waterworld was the big flop. And what's the biggest flop now? If we were going to say like today, what's a I, uh, I would probably Batman versus Super. No, I don't know if that was a flop <laughs> no, that enough. wasn't a flop at all. Um, it probably. just wasn't good. <laughs> it just flopped in our hearts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, the last Fantastic Four movie. Oh yeah, that was a that was a flop. Yeah, that I would say. Yeah, Fantastic Four would be the thing that people point at and. uh laughed i mean it's failure. not even i mean if they even remember it it's just <laughs> yes it, well that's the thing nobody saw it to begin with yeah. so there you go uh, pinky was kind of he did remind me a little bit of uh scenes in uh monty python and the holy grail mm-hmm. how he kept singing oh yeah sir ryan i didn't make that connection sir, sir yeah, robin sir robin that's it yeah he, he just kind of reminded me of... he bravely ran away <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> brave sir robin <laughs> Bravely ran away, no. bravely ran away, away. I didn't. When danger reared its ugly head, he bravely turned his tail. No. And yes, brave Sir Robin turned about. I didn't. He chickened out, bravely taking. I never did. Feet. He beat a very brave retreat. Oh, lies. the brave Sir Robin. I never. And then uh, there was the whole thing of going through the jars was, and then breaking the, or at least destroying the the last dragon's mm-hmm. toe was again very similar to the scene in uh, young frankenstein where igor is trying to get the good the brain, brain yeah and then he breaks the brain jar and and so yeah they have he to gets go an get abby normal one yes abby normal <laughs> um which we we saw we saw that referenced a bit in that um the halloween episode yeah so. yeah so the mm-hmm. the writers were obviously you know they're fans of mel brooks i mean who I mean, who who can't be? I mean, it's, right. it's Mel Brooks. There's also a box of, sh- uh, a, I'm sorry, a jar of schmaltz in there too. Hmm. Um, and schmaltz, uh, I always thought of it was as a kind of when something is schmaltzy, it's excessively cheesy or sappy or things like that. But schmaltz is actually something you could see in some kitchens. It's uh, used. It's kind of a a lard, like sometimes a goose lard mm, or something gross. like that. Yeah, but you can use it for making matzo balls, and those are those are yummy. <laughs> I love matzo ball soup. Anyway, those are our different references. Yeah, Nathan, mm-hmm. what are some what what's a couple moments in this cartoon that really stood out for you? Really liked? I I liked Merlin at the beginning of this. I thought it was <laughs> yes. very funny. Um, that was Maurice Lamarche, I guess, doing the voice. I of think him, so. so. It sounded like him. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, good job. Uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> Deciding like where he can eat his pie so that no one else can have any, which is very funny. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> be yummy and good and all mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> of course, King Arthur will want some of my pie. So will his knights. Bunch of pigs. I'll eat my pie in the dungeon, and it will be yummy and good and all mine. Um, he does say that he's going to make something out of nothing, but like clearly he's putting in ingredients. So I don't know why he said that. I. Yeah, you can make matter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You can't make things from nothing. It's physically impossible. They, you can make more of something, you know. Maybe he's but, taking air molecules. 
Exactly. There well, and go. he was putting stuff in it too, his powders. And yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and uh, Kelly, what about you? I I liked the running gag bit uh, where Pinky was doing the the singing and the um you know would never remember what the last word of the rhyme was, mm-hmm. and so you sort of saw the lead up into what ultimately happened and that's when brain ruined the whole spell and um also that he kept using the the wand and, and using the same spell over and over again because i guess it's the only one he knew by heart yes. to make things small <laughs> and then um and i love that wand how it looked like a little antenna or a little pointer how it, like, yeah. how it was collapsible and would open and close mm-hmm. <laughs> um the 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 brain was saying a lot of little kind of jokes in this one. Yeah. Like he like when he makes something small the first time, he goes, just a little just a small thing I do. <laughs> and then he <laughs> Yeah, he laughs to himself. Eat that brain, that was amazing. It's just a small thing I do. <laughs> uh and then he talks about it's important to stay cool and the, but that wasn't really a joke on his part. He didn't know mm. he was his head was gonna get uh uh, set on fire, but yeah, saying staying cool. Uh, and mm. my favorite is when the troll's hand is coming up behind them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since the worst is behind us, uh, I thought that was literally funny. right behind. It was you. really funny. Yeah. Any uh, any other things that you guys thought, thought because. I could I could mention a few more. I got I got a um, bunch of I, other yeah. Right I, I loved uh, just the idea of Pinky doing these songs and just getting to that end part. Like <sighs> it makes me think that Pinky is really smart. Like to come <laughs> up with these rhyming schemes and like the last word is so obvious. Like okay, it makes me think that he's kind of playing brain on some. So of these he times. was trying to prevent him from taking over the world. I kind of think it. And this is okay. one of those times where I'm like, he's a mole. He he's might, not a mouse. <laughs> yeah, he might be the genius if he's like, because coming up with that rhyming scheme is so much harder than like, oh, I what's what word should I be saying? <laughs> Have we mentioned the tune that Pinky's singing his songs to yet? No, we no. haven't. And what tune okay. is that? I I'm pretty sure it's Green Sleeves. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that and that's that's like a traditional uh, free song. Yes, yeah, a traditional <laughs> free song that you don't have to pay anybody to, to sing multiple times in one well, episode. Well, part of it's because it's it's so old and it's it's so old that it's believed to have been written by Henry VIII for Anne Boleyn. Oh, wow, I had no idea. Did you know that? I I did not know that. I just knew it was old. It, uh, it sounded yeah. very old in English. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, it's definitely English, and uh, I don't think it's actually been 100% proven, but it's it sort of has always been, you know, acknowledged to have been written by him. Well, let me give you an expression then, Kelly, and see if you know what it means, because I had to look it up, because I was curious about it. Pinky says odds bodkins in this, a, a few, at least a couple times. Odds bodkins is kind of a expression. Hmm. And uh, any idea what that means? Mm-hmm. Does it refer to clothing? Not really. It refers. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it refers to the expression "God's body." So it was kind of a way instead of saying 
you know, it's kind of like how we say, oh, darn it, or, mm. uh, oh, gosh, gosh, darn it, you know, things like that. People did not like to say it would be kind of like, it was kind of a euphemistic term to God's body as a kind of an expression of uh, of frustration or delight or whatever. I don't know exactly how they used the words God God's body back hmm. then, but um, instead of saying God's body, you would say odds bodkins like that. Hmm. So yeah, I thought that was kind of a neat neat little thing I found out right there from doing Good a little job. research. Thank you, hmm. <laughs> and. You know, I think Pinky really, when it came down to it, uh, really needed to just, he if he doesn't want the brain to take over the world, he mm-hmm. really should have promoted the idea of going to Tahoe or perhaps the pit of barbecue. Yeah, those were, like, brain was definitely very intrigued by those he things. He was going maybe later and, hmm, nah. God, brain, brilliant! Oh, wait, um, no. Where will you find a magic spell for that? In the table of contents, Pinky. Oh, well, very good. Let's see. Tabby Cat turned into duck. Tadpoles, magic uses of. Tahoe, how to win at blackjack. Nah. The signpost will guide us, Pinky. Let's see. Glade of Woe, no. Chasm of Despair, no. Pit of Barbecue. Perhaps later. Ah, Murky Mountain, this way. Yeah. You know, he he almost did it a couple times. He almost went to Tahoe to play blackjack it's instead like of take over the world. the one thing he might want to do more than take over the world. <laughs> Barbecue and Tahoe. Yeah, blackjack. <laughs> I could Priorities. See, yes. I could see the brain going to going to play blackjack as like a as an episode of like him and Pinky. It all, it's almost as perhaps a kind of like an episode of Rain Man, like that part mm. of Rain Man where they go and like a how uh Raymond messes it up for Tom Cruise's character. So yeah. I could see this as a, as a, that as an episode going to, to Vegas and trying to count cards as a, as a good pinky in the brain episode. Oh, and there, and I just have a question for you too. What the heck was going on with that unicorn? I don't know. I don't think it was, I think because there was a unicorn in the spell book uh-huh. and I mean, there was magic to unicorn. Wasn't there like, there was a magic. A spell? There was, I, so it's almost like there was a deleted scene or something, but there's Maybe. this there's this unicorn that has flies buzzing around its head and it's trying to get rid of it and it has an itchy backside or something like that. And the music is playing the old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. And so and it kind of looks like an old kind of horse. So I'm just, I just it's made me scratch my head and say, What the heck is what's the joke with that unicorn? I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's just something for the kids to look at. Just <laughs> something for <laughs> just for the kids. Just yeah. <laughs> and finally, we had a peeping dragon at the very end. We talk about adult things like Jennifer Flowers. We also had a, a gen- we also had a peeping dragon. Yeah, that's true. Who not only looked in on a woman who was changing, but then, then took- went back. <laughs> yeah, he took one last look before leaving. <laughs> so <laughs> peeping dragon. <laughs> Like the first time, it's like, okay, it was an accident. But <laughs> So, anyway. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. All right, folks. So, what do you think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this 
episode. Um, Kelly, let's start with you. I'll go with four water towers. I, I thought it, it was kind of unusual to have the whole episode devoted to Pinky and the Brain, but there were a lot of cameos, and it was you know a lot, a lot of pop culture references, and it was cute and funny, and it had the dragon, the dragon, the dragon. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. Would someone stop these people from yelling dragon? And Nathan, what about you? I'm going with four as well. This was a wonderful prequel to that the dragon, the dragon episode. Uh, clearly, they saw the dragon and decided to build the dragon for themselves and try to take over the world. Uh, That's so right. You it, were talking about this theory beforehand. Yeah, that this is this is a this is a prequel to Sir Yaxalot. Mm-hmm. Where Pinky and the Brain had this encounter with a dragon. Somehow they got rid of the cheese head brain. Okay. I mean, I don't know. We'll just fix that. And then (laughs) he goes and they decide the next, probably the next night. Right. Try to take over the world using the dragon. Using a dragon costume. Mm -hmm. I see. I like this. Okay. Very nice. So four. So anyways, four water towers. I'm going to go ahead and give it four water towers as well. Woo! Uh, So that's a triple agreement. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. Cue the sounds. Balloons? Balloons. Nothing? (laughs) Nothing. Okay. Okay. Sorry, we couldn't afford those. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's an excellent episode. And uh, yeah, I I think it shows that Pinky and the Brain really can carry... Uh, a whole half hour. Yeah, they should get their own spinoff show. Well, who knows? They, wait, we're not in 1993 anymore, Nathan. Oh. <laughs> that's what, what, they, what they, year is it? What year is this? Uh, let's go ahead and get over to our Twitter poll results from last week. Hello again, this is your announcer with another Animaniacast Twitter poll result. I am speaking to you from a nature preserve off the coast of Costa Rica. There's lots of green plants everywhere, and uh, it's raining right now, uh, so so far I haven't seen any animals. But uh, hopefully that will change right now, uh, since we've stopped outside our first exhibit. It's an animal called a trax. I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, oh, I, I see a goat inside the pen. Uh, a trax must be a species of goat. <laughs> How amazing. Well, anyway, here was last week's poll question. Listeners were asked, which of these is your favorite hashtag Animaniacs variable verse? Hashtag Animaniacast poll. 13% said, come back Shaney. 18% said, Eisenhower Mamie. 25% said, miscellany. But 44% were apparently very hungry and said, chicken chow Well, there you have it. Now I'll just go back to observing the uh, tracks outside the window. Oh, wait. Well, it's not there anymore. Oh, well, I'm sure it's off somewhere. Now, now back to the studio with this week's poll. What in the world was that noise? All right, so it looks like the winner of that one was Chicken Chow Maney, and mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of worried about our announcer right there, but uh, yeah. hey, whatever Hope happens, okay. happens. <laughs> nope, Wh- whatever happens. Ha- Nathan, what's this on your computer here? You booked a trip to Isla Nublar for the announcer? Surprise! Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, well, 
<laughs> I hope uh, he'll be fine. Maybe, be, maybe not. I don't know if he makes it out. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> Chicken Chow Mani won that uh, particular poll right here. And uh, what do you guys think? What's your favorite variable verse? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. What's your favorite? I voted for Miss Selene. All right, because uh, I thought it was a little fun, little play on words, uh-huh. and the episode could be about anything. <laughs> That's true. And Kelly, what about you? I my favorite verse is comeback Shaney. Hmm. Um I guess because whenever I would see that at the end of the episode I felt very smart and clever because I knew it was referencing the book slash movie Shane. <laughs> Cuz I we read we read the book and saw the movie in um like ninth grade English. I get. Okay. So I and I'm going to go um I'm going to go with Miss Selene as well. Um mm. just because um I didn't really get it as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, why is he pointing to this girl in a in a bathing suit all of a sudden? And then it wasn't until much later I went, oh. You have to be able to read, I think, is part of <laughs> yeah, Probably. Well, let's go ahead and get to our Twitter question for this week. And Nathan, what is our question? What do we all got? All right. We have a Best Pinky and the Brain episode, round two. Right. Thank you. Uh, Opportunity Knocks. <laughs> Jockey for position, Bubba Boba Brain and Spellbound. Those are your choices. Uh, Opportunity Knox, they break into uh, Fort Knox, okay. steal all the gold. Jockey for position, uh, the brain is going to be a jockey. Bubba Boba Brain, I don't remember what that one was about. <laughs> Never heard uh, of it. What? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he becomes a country star, but <laughs> Brain does. And then Spellbound was today's episode. And if you forgot that one already, mm. I'm sorry for you. You know, that there might be some competition between yeah, Spellbound are... and uh, Bubba Boba Brain. I, I don't Opportunity Knox had that funny... Uh, no. Driving no, there's scenes. there's no competition. No I competition. Know. I think we know what won't. But I... Well, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So you can go ahead and head over to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply sw- search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacastpoll and you can make your voice heard. Well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you? Hey, I'm on Twitter, everybody. Come find me there. DjangoFT, that's me. You can also submit an animated catchphrase at hashtag animaniacatchphrase. That's right. Very awesome. And I, I finally, I finally found you on Twitter. Yay, we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, I thought I followed you ages ago, but you came up as a recommendation the other day. I was like, oh wow, I'm not following you on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm up to Yay. 24 followers now, everybody. So blowing right. up. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-t-s-s yoda princess or you can email me kelly k-e-l-l-y at bigshinyrobot.com awesome and uh, if you ever want to get in contact with the Animaniacast uh, we are on Twitter we are on Facebook and of course you can send us an email as well which is Animaniacast at retrozap.com where you can head over to retrozap.com as well and uh, hey uh, check out a bunch of cool articles and excellent podcasts and you can also go ahead and subscribe on iTunes to the RetroZap feed, and you can get a listing of every single RetroZap podcast that is released. I think there's at least 16 different podcasts, which is amazing. Uh, so glad to be part of the RetroZap network. Uh, check it out. Good stuff there. Well, without any further ado, I think it's time to head on down the road, and next week... Today we focused on one particular episode, mm-hmm. but next week 
a whole different mess of a, yeah, just, just a bunch of little stuff. <laughs> so uh, come back next uh, next week for episode thirty nine, where we're going to talk about well a bunch of different anime yeah. parts. <laughs> so for the animating cast, this is Joey for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. You astound me! I'm afraid I always will, Pinky.